welcome aboard. I'm Keisha, your flight attendant. And I'm Mark. I'm your pilot. And together we're your favorite aviation couple and host of Flight Decks and Jump Seats. <laughs> a podcast that doubles as your passport to the world of aviation and travel from the lens of a couple who share a passion for flying. With over 10 years combined, we'll share stories, insights, and our passion for all things aviation. From chasing waterfalls in Costa Rica to petting tigers in Thailand. We'll take you on a vicarious voyage. But don't trip. We still got you covered on travel tips and we'll answer all your aviation related questions. So fasten your seatbelts as you immerse yourself in our world of aviation. So prepare for departure. We've been cleared for takeoff for a journey with flight decks and jump seats. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Ooh, this is a real podcast. Y'all got money. <laughs> Professional here. Right. All right, cool. All right. Welcome back, guys. Another episode of Flight Texans. Jump seats. Oh, that wasn't really good. That was our that was that <clears throat> was the uh the fifties radio intro. It's like welcome aboard, flight decks and jump seats. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get so fun fact about me, guys, I used to give um I used to be the announcement girl in high school, so like I'm that girl. So I've been waiting my entire life to for this very moment. So welcome aboard, flight decks and jump seats. So best believe I'm your host, Keisha, with my co-host, Mark Lynn. Okay. And you know what's crazy? So what's talk to me. Um, I. When best believe when I became a flight attendant and I had to make my first safety announcement, which fun fact also, I was that flight attendant that was go in all in or go home kind of girl. So my very first trip out of training was position number one purser from JFK to Chicago, which if you know, you know, um, that is one of the most um, busy not, not routes. Not you know, you know, I mean, we had to talk about aviation. So just tell them. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, guys, welcome back to Flight Decks and Flight Decks and Jump Seats. I'm your host, Keisha. Wait, what? What are you? What are you doing here? Because we just kind of started off rip bloopers. No, that's that was fine. I was just saying, you said, "Oh, person number one." If you know, you know. And I was getting into it. Oh. Okay. Okay. Basically, um, when I first finished, so when I was in flight attendant training. Um, they like scare the life out of you and make you feel like being working first class is like super terrifying. And I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And I did. So I'm like, I might as well figure it out and just jump right in anyway, because I'm gonna have to eventually work first class. So why not just do it and get it over with? Everyone else was like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And when they would ask questions like who who's going to work first class or who's going to be purser? And I was like one of maybe two or three other students in my class who wanted to be like that girl. Um, I'm just I'm just that girl. I like to take risks. I like to just jump into things. And I kind of been that way my whole life. Um, okay. But anyway, so um, that is why I love public speaking. I, you know, took that chance and. You know, when I first had to make that announcement, you know, I was ready. I was like, welcome aboard flight one, two, three on your way to JFK or on your way to Miami. We're going into John F. Kennedy International Airport. Flying time is three hours and 20 minutes. Um, 
three hours and 20 minutes? I don't know. Where are we going from? We're going from Dallas Fort Worth to John F. Kennedy International Airport. Our flying time is three hours and 20 minutes. Like two hours, 40 Mm, tops. With good headwinds. With a good headwind will slow you down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. some headwinds. But usually you got tailwinds. Yeah, tailwinds (laughs) like two hours and 45 (laughs) minutes. Um, That's okay. Yeah, we usually have tailwinds (laughs) going from west to east. Fun fact. Yeah. So if you're ever going from the East Coast to the West Coast, typically your flight is a little bit longer versus going from the West Coast to the East Coast. You Mm -hmm. learn that very quickly because the flight time is always so imperative because it's very easy to, A, lose track of time in the sky. B, you want to get home or to your layover, so you're counting every minute. Three, you want to get off this metal tin in the sky well not not just that i mean it benefits everybody it benefits yeah. you as a as a passenger yeah because like you said you get there faster mm-hmm. and whatnot right yeah but if you're fighting a massive headwind on your way to a destination you're going to burn a lot more fuel it's going to cost the company that much more money to operate that aircraft what does this have to do with the time we were talking about headwinds yeah the time it's going to take longer to get from point A to point B. Okay. Which means you're going to be in a plane longer. Uh-huh. It's going to cost the company more money. Uh-huh. And eventually, if they keep flying in headwinds, because at high altitudes, you're going to usually get those tailwinds. Mm-hmm. If you're going this to a certain direction. version of I know. Mark coming out. But he does this all the time where I'm talking about something and he's like, oh, I'm going to go into pilot talk. <laughs> my, I'm reinforcing your point. Yes. It's the fact that Everybody wants tailwinds. We all want tailwinds. Like, I used to be like, Lord, be a tailwind when I used to have to go. (laughs) No, seriously. Like, I will put it in my post. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to Europe today. Lord, be a tailwind. Or, you know, if I know that it's a windy day and we're probably going to have some headwinds, I'm like, Lord, be a tailwind. I want to get here. Um, But, yes, we love our tailwinds. And if you don't know what a tailwind is, you want to just explain to them what those are, headwinds and tailwinds? Um, So, headwind. Is literally the, if you have wind blowing in a direction that's coming head on in front of you, Mm -hmm. um, whenever aircraft fly with a headwind, they tend to move slower over the ground. So your ground speed is basically how fast you're moving over the ground. And Mm -hmm. if you have a headwind, you're going to move slower. It's going to take you longer to to cover distance, cover Mm -hmm. that that land uh, distance. If you have a tailwind, it does the exact opposite. It pushes you so imagine if you were outside in a hurricane or something and you're walking into the wind and how you see those people walking like they're struggling mm-hmm. but then you turn your back to that wind yeah and you try walking and that thing is pushing you mm. yes yeah, the yeah. same thing mm-hmm. and what's the tailwind that's the tailwind oh yeah the tailwind is from behind you and it's pushing <laughs> sorry, you sorry i blanked out for a little bit because he gets really <laughs> excited and i'm like yeah mm-hmm, okay so anyways oh, yeah. what is our briefing today uh today we are on our Second episode. Mm-hmm. Like you said we're on tail number November zero zero two Fox Juliet. Juliet. Uh huh. And, and what's, we, where are we going? are going. We are still. Uh, we're going to do a round robin to Miami, back to this Black Travel Summit, mm-hmm. and like two, and we are going to be talking with Rafael Pena. Yes, Rafael well, Pena. You're talking to Rafael. I'm Pena, talking to Rafael Fight Pena. Fight Jump Seats is interviewing. Yes. So. Rafael Pena is a long lost friend, I can say. Um, I, we met in New York when I was like working in television, film, all these different things. I wor- 
wore many hats and um, we met doing uh, at an event and um, we've both been in the industry since so fast forward he like decides to quit his job move across the yeah that world. was crazy yeah like, he's he was talking about you know oh i just picked up and moved to to thailand and lived to thailand during the yeah. pandemic and it was yeah. like what so <laughs> for those of you that but, don't know rafael pena rafael pena is a multifaceted writer contributor world traveler yeah. expert um black he tra writes travel noir yeah he black writes enterprise. for travel noir black enterprise msn yahoo the list goes on and yeah. on he is an amazing writer you might have read his articles in a news publication and not have realized or a magazine so if you haven't definitely check him out um but yes i had an interview with him which was so dope just to kind of catch up one and also to just see his journey and where um he takes his travels and wh what he writes about and i just love how he's bringing awareness to the world about you know not only travel but travel in the black community yeah. and different things that you can do outside the norm so yeah we're gonna get into that episode with Raphael. let's do it yeah Okay, guys, so it's another episode of Flight Ducks and Jump Seats. We have a special guest here today. His name is Rafael Pena. Got it. Yes, he's yep. from Travel Noir. He's also a distant friend. I haven't seen him in years. We yeah. met in New York at an industry event years ago, so it's so funny how full circle moments happen. Um, so, yes, tell us what brings you to Black Travel Summit, where you're from, and how you think this, can, uh, um, this brand can help the industry. Oh uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, yeah. Right now I'm a writer for Travel Noir, uh, but before that, I was a serious world traveler. 2019, quit my job, and uh, me and my fiance we moved to Thailand for like a year. Come uh, on now. Yeah, <laughs> and you know we spent a the year there, and then we traveled through Europe, and then the pandemic hit like around 2020, and we were stuck in like Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina. Uh, and then from there, it was kind of like we did the four months, uh, real hard time out there. But, you know, we were eating dollar steaks and drinking 50 wow. cent wine and just like living a very simple, peaceful life, you know, while it was madness all over the world. And in uh, 2020, I had to come back eventually for personal reasons and uh, came back to the States and moved to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. And then from there... Uh, I just reached out to my network. You know, as you said, we met at an industry event. I used to do a lot of like nightlife and events back in New York. And uh, I just reached out and I said, hey, I need to do something creative. And next thing you know, what started as three articles a week became 100 articles a month. Wow. And yeah, now I'm, you know, full time writer. And uh, I'm also writing for Black Enterprise as well. I love that. That's amazing. I, I love the growth. First of all, what stood out to me was. Quit your job and you moved across the world to Thailand. Yeah. Mark and I were there for about two weeks and it was like a culture shock. I'm surprised um, I didn't stay there. You know what? We were supposed to. Seriously. You know what? You feel like royalty over there. Your money goes so far. It's like, wow. It's, it's beautiful. Um, what part of Thailand were you in? Um, I was in Bangkok, but I was uh, a little bit outside. Like, I guess if you're from New York, what you would call the Long Island of it. So yeah. I was in a town called Lak Prabang, and okay. I was shopping in their markets. I was eating with them. Like, I was literally, like, I have friends and everything fully integrated into the country. Wow. Okay. I love that. So um, with Travel Noir, like, what are your key, 
what things you like to write about? Like, what's your niche in terms of what intrigued you the most? Like, you, you know, you came to our table, which we're so grateful for. What intrigues you the most about writing now? Like, from traveling the world with your fiance to now being able to share your experiences? Like, what's your... Um, yeah, actually, like, you know, the first year writing, I was able to share my experiences yeah. and all the things that, I, that I've done, that I've seen, and how to make it easier for the readers to travel to these places. Okay. And now I'm, I'm at a space where, like, I like writing about brands like yours, you know, more black-owned companies that are in the travel space. Okay. Because it, it just, it'll benefit all of us, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So if I'm, able, if I'm able to push these companies, you know, through my outlet, you know what I mean, it kind of just, it all helps each other out in the yeah. long run. So that's what I like to do. I like to write about people of color, just making shit happen, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, of course, I have the stories of, like, uh, places that nobody has ever heard of or, they, you know, places to go outside of Cancun and Miami and things right, like that. Yeah. yeah, like, my my whole premise is to show the culture something else, you know what I'm saying? So before you spend that $1,000, you know, at the club, like, where you met me at, <laughs> Uh, you know, before you buy a bottle section, you know, right. just think about it. Be like, hey, you could be, you could live in Thailand for a month <laughs> with that bottle purchase. You know what I'm saying? That's so a fact. Yes, that's I just, a fact. I just want the culture to do better, and I feel like they already are doing better. Yes. I'm just here to keep pushing it some more. Well, thank you for everything that you've done. I love that you're able to share those experiences and bringing awareness to our community. Um, also, so there's one thing that we do here at Just Executive. It's finding your cruising gratitude. Okay. Your cruising gratitude is all about what's your like mantra that keeps you going. You've traveled around the world, like you're still in the industry now. You're working all the time. What's something that keeps you balanced? Is there a slogan? And is there a thing that you do? An activity? Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> you know, I just I just tapped in maybe about a month ago when uh, I secured the Black Enterprise position. Um, I just got into Mamba Mentality, my man Kobe. All right. Um, so, yeah, every time I wake up, I put on, like, a little Kobe inspirational clip. Um, you know, even when I'm down and I don't feel like writing, because I write from, like, 6 in the morning at 6 p.m. Wow. Um, so in the middle of the day, just to get inspired, it's, it's not like Kobe. So I'm Mamba Mentality all day. I love that. It's a great way to end it. Well, thank you, Raphael, for coming on the show, Flight Decks and Jump Seats. Um, thank you. Appreciate you guys it. can uh, tell them where they can follow you. and. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, read my stories on TravelNoir.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I mean, that's the best place to follow me, honestly. Uh, but you could follow me on Twitter or X, whatever they want to call it, uh, at I am Rafael Pena. Uh, there's no underscore, and Raphael's with an F, so I am Raphael Pena. All right, thank you. Thank you. So oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, like I said, yeah, it was definitely crazy to hear how he just yeah picked up, picked moved up. away. Yeah. Um, and shout out to his wife, because um. Fiance, Sis, that's a lot. Wife. Fiance, wife. He said fiance in the video. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's married now. I have to fact check that. We but have to fact check that. But either way, his partner. Yes. His ride or die. Ride or die. Significant other. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we have a similar story. But <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. But yeah, it's. I was saying that it's just like crazy to think that. 
you know, you pick up, you move out somewhere, you come back, but you're still able to do these writings. And like you, he said he went from writing three articles a day. Mm-hmm, to like No, three articles a week. A week. To a hundred. To a hundred a like, month or something like that. Ask me to write a paragraph right now, being yeah. so far removed from college and yeah. anything from we used to write papers. I'm like, yeah, I, write I mean, a paragraph about what? Yeah, and he said he does like from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So he, he works uh-huh. very long hours. But, you know, I was just talking about this because once you find your purpose and you do something tired, do something hungry, you do something, you know. Oh, you do it regardless. You do it regardless. You, you weather the storm. You weather the storm no matter what. And I feel like that's what purpose is. When you can find joy in doing something no matter what the circumstance may be, I think that is what your purpose is and for yeah. me i think that Raphael definitely has found his purpose in writing and finding intriguing stories and, and really going out of his way to travel the world to do things that people like us don't don't normally do but in general just being able to bring awareness and yeah. not just on one publication but on multiple publications so i am here for it and shout out to Raphael for just you know bringing the word out and and if you don't already, go follow him. Yes. Go check him out. Yes. Check out his reading, his his articles. Yes, for you know. sure. Um, I've learned a lot from his articles as well, so I'm I'm excited to see what else is in store. Um, we're gonna link all of all of his information in the show notes, and yeah, that was great. Um, but one thing I also enjoyed listening to is people talking about their cruising gratitude. And with him, his cruising gratitude was about his Mamba mentality. Mamba. You know, yeah. Mamba. Rest in peace, no, Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. You know, I remember the day. I remember where yeah. I was when that tragic news hit the world. And, um, you know, he's been such a, an influence to so many generations. Um, and yep. to know that he listens to Kobe or, you know, listen to one of his inspirational videos or that's his motivation and you know yeah i love that that was so (laughs) so beautiful like i love that i that reminded me of like you know before um when we were going through a rough patch in our careers or kind of just you know going through a little rough rough patch in our relationship i think um you know we're on a podcast we're talking about each other we're going to be a little vulnerable here i think we should talk about when we used to listen to steve harvey you know, yeah, we yeah. would play Steve Harvey's um, episodes on Excuse YouTube. Me. We would watch like literally a compilation video of like his inspirational quotes, um, and, quotes stories. and yeah. You know, um, if you if you're an avid uh, Family Feud watcher, you know he always likes to go off script at the end of an episode and talk to the crowd and always bring God into it mm-hmm. or inspirational moments or his success like rags to riches story. And um, I think the the one that stands out to me all the time and that I tell people, I was just talking about this other day, is that uh, you have to you you have to believe in yourself and you have to go against the grain. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um, And Steve said that when he was in school, mm. they had an assignment yes. to say what they want to be. Right. Remember this one? I remember this and one. And let me set up this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he got in front of the class. I think he said he used to have a stutter. Yes. Right. Which, fun fact, I had a lisp. So that's, right. and I'm, yeah. So, so he, he used to have a stutter. <laughs> and he got up in front of the class and told everybody that he wants to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And 
they laugh at him. They said, you know, down to the teacher, like mm-hmm. not even the students. The teacher was like, see, what makes you think you're going to be on TV? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, went home disappointed. Teacher called the mom, she, you know, after he showed them, showed the mom the letter that he wrote or, the, you know, the class assignment that he wrote. Mm-hmm. And even his mom was like, you know, Steve. You you can't be filling your head. Basically, you can't be filling your head with this nonsense. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And his dad got home. She said, wait till your father gets home. Dad gets home, tells the dad. Steve goes, uh, he goes to Steve's room and he tells Steve, do me a favor. Take that letter. Put it right there up on your wall. Would you look at that letter every day? Right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Steve Harvey, household name. Everybody knows him. Every year for Christmas, what does he do? He sends that same teacher to brand new TV. Every single year. Every single year. Yeah. She she doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. And he sent it to her because he wants her to be able to watch him on TV. You know? And it's just like. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you push through. Yeah. You you go against the grain despite all the naysayers, despite Mm -hmm. what they all say. Yeah. And you keep working toward your dream and your passion yes thousand um, percent yeah. and i love that so to hear co- him listen to kobe is, is so beautiful that one he's honoring his legacy but also knowing that like his journey and his story inspires him to write and do what he loves and his passion and um yeah listening to steve harvey's stories like definitely got yeah, us through definitely. some rough patches and inspired us a lot um yeah, and it's funny that you mes- mentioned that he had a, a stutter because I definitely had a lisp growing up. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting teased from it, you know, from teachers, from classmates, people at my church, like everyone, even my family members would make fun of me. And it was something I was very insecure about because I always wanted to be that person who spoke up, who I was that girl in the group project that wanted to do the presentation. I was that student who wanted to be the first in line or be the first to raise my hand and ask the question or answer the question. Um, and so having that lisp made me feel <laughs> very insecure. Um, but my mom took her time with me and my mother um, has been a teacher um, pretty much the majority of her career. And she taught me how to speak, literally would spend time with me and say, You put your tongue behind your teeth and you speak like this. And I used to literally like walk around talking like this. Even if I looked funny, I had to like intentionally train my my mouth. Your (laughs) muscle memory. My muscles. Yeah. yeah, To not stick like tongue out, you know. And so um, and it's funny because fast forward, I get to college. No, I get to. Uh, my junior year of high school and I take AP Spanish <laughs> and my Spanish teacher is from Madrid where they speak Spain like this and, and they say España from Barcelona like and I was like my entire life I like have been avoiding speaking like this and you guys intentionally speak like this this is like the native language of Spain so I was like, wow, here I am getting teased about it. And people literally speak like this because it's their native language. Yeah. So um, should have just moved to Spain. I should have just moved to Spain. I been but then we wouldn't have met. You never know. You never yeah, know. You're right. You never know. <laughs> but I'm going to go if we um, wouldn't have met. So I'm glad um, you didn't move anyways, to Spain. But <laughs> anyways, 
So anyways, um, just it just goes to show that for a young girl who grew up with the lisp and got teased about having that speech impediment, went on to be the announcement girl, went on to have a radio show, went on to work at major news publications, you know, having <laughs> so many opportunities to speak live and interview people and yeah. work in television and film. And it's, it's crazy to think that I was that girl. So, yep. yeah, that's it's beautiful. So that's my cruising gratitude. I'll Shout say that. Shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say my my cruising gratitude for this time around would be. It might sound not malicious. It might sound facetious, maybe. Mm-hmm. But being able to prove people wrong. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> No, trust Being me, I'm here for it. Wrong. Being able to prove someone wrong is the sweetest Listen, satisfaction. I've had, I've, I've had people, you know, when I said you know, I lost my business and everything, I said, I'm going to become a pilot. Mm. Are you sure you want to do that? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I told yeah. them I'm sure. Yeah. And I never looked back. And that's it. You know? Once you tell, like, at the end of the day, you're that person that has to look yourself in the mirror. Yep. And you have to say, am I living in my purpose? Am I happy with it, with what I'm doing? Or am I just doing something to please others? Because a lot of times we'll exert, overexert ourselves trying to please others or fitting in the status quo of what people think we should live our lives. And we're not living to A, enjoy our lives and be mm-hmm. happy with what decisions we've made. And also living in that purpose. That in, that that includes family too, and that like, includes your very own. That's family. one thing it took me a while to learn was yeah. like, you know, yeah, I can't make decisions for my life mm-hmm. just because it's gonna please the people that I love. Yeah, you have yeah. to make decisions. The first, you have to make decisions that it's kind of uh, an idea of being selfish, yeah. but you have to first make decisions for yourself because. You have to love yourself first. Amen. Then you can consider the people that you love after that. Yeah. So don't make decisions on your life and what you're going to go through, what you have to deal with every day, mm-hmm. especially something as big as your career choice based on what's going to make other people happy. Yeah. Do it for what's going to make you happy first. And then find a way to make money out of it because it's 2023. Hello. You know, TikTok huh. is making people millionaires. Hello. So yeah. where Listen. there's a will, there, there is a way. There is a way. In there 2023. Yes. So and I just thought about um, a song from my good girl, Laura Fantasia. And she goes, sometimes you got to lose to win again. Mm-hmm. I wish I could sing it the way she sings it. She guys get the point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get um, the rights yes. and we can play it at the end. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope that that brought you joy. I hope that it inspires you. I hope that those who are looking to get into aviation or whatever your passion is for travel, for your career, any changes you want to make, it is never too late. You're not too old. And always know that there's nope. someone out there that can inspire you who has gone through a struggle in life. It may not be your exact struggle, 
but there have been literally books written about pain and struggle and overcoming so if you're ever feeling like you're afraid or that it's you know just having an insecurity and if you if you're not sure of what it is that you want to do try everything try it try it doesn't hurt everything I mean, unless it's obviously designed to hurt you. Well, don't yes. Try don't it. try everything but. that you know. <laughs> don't do... Like, what does Sarah Jakes Roberts always say? She goes, um, you know better, but you don't do better. Like, don't... Let's use logic here and know that, okay, I know I probably shouldn't touch that hot stove. Right. So let me not touch that hot stove. Um, because you've been burned once. Or even if your mama says, don't... Don't... Um, don't, don't touch the stove. Anyways. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode of Flight Decks and Jumpsuits. And we'll catch you guys next time. Later.